Welcome to Statscast on Saturday, April the 2nd, 2022. And at last, it is a calm, clear, sun-filled morning sky. You can probably hear the birds are enjoying it. Yeah, gosh, there's a lot of them. And we're a little later, it's uh, 8.31. I have found that uh, with uh, Maya and Josh being here, I tend to go to bed a little bit later, which means that we get up a little bit later, don't we, Runes? But still, early enough to hear the birds singing their dawn chorus, because dawn isn't really till about uh, 7.30, quarter to 8. But it is pleasant. And we have had our fill of rain. And that's what I said in the last podcast. Not just normal rain, red rain. But anyway, that seems to be over now. And it looks like uh, the good weather's on its way. Oh gosh, you can hear these. All these birds, wrens, chaffinches. Just skin. <laughs> All of them. Ah, it's very pleasant. And it feels... It feels fresher. All the ground's been covered in this uh, kind of thin dusting. Well, what was mud now is turning into dust. Hopefully, within it, well, if it rains again, the next few rainfalls it'll kind of wash away. Yeah, it is beautifully still. Oh, we can hear that. I don't know what that one is. I'll have to look him up. Let me, see, let me try. No, well, no luck on that one. But, uh, yeah, there are plenty of uh, birds around now. It's, uh, well, it's exciting for you and I, isn't it, Runes? We, we like all that. But yeah, I've just reached the, uh, the top. We're about, um, which I have to tell you, my, uh, uh, might not let me, my watch has the capability of telling me uh, altitude. All right, so yeah, we're at 245 meters right now, which is about as high as we get on our own particular patch, isn't it, Runes? But we have been, 3,300 meters high in the last uh, week and uh, oh, I'll tell you about that but, uh, but first of all thank you for joining us on this beautiful Saturday morning and uh, I, ha- I, I, I need to say it's a relief and a pleasure to be able to go out and just see for miles and miles and miles I can see right across the uh, Mediterranean and right up into the mountains clear blue sky one or two clouds around but not many and uh, enjoy it the way it's meant to be so uh, let's get into the main body off we go okay well we're off and uh, 
I'm actually running the um, the BirdNet app whilst I'm talking to you. I'm trying to identify some of these singers. So I uh, have actually just recorded something, which, which, which you didn't hear, but uh, hey, what's Rune doing? Rune? Oh, there you go, Eurasian Blackbird. Well, that's fairly common. <laughs> I thought it was going to be something a little bit rarer than that. Uh, come on, Rue. Yeah, that was uh, our old friend, the blackbird, which stays here all year round. Good old uh, blackbirds. Um, come on, Rue. This way. Okay. So it's been uh, it's been it's been a great week. It's been a busy week because we've got uh, Maya, Katie, and Josh staying with us at the moment. So, um, well, yeah, the big trip that we took was to Granada. Now, you know, if you go back to last summer's podcasting, you'll you'll hear our trip to Granada then. That was in the heat of uh, summer. And uh, that was all about the Alhambra Palace and, you know, eating in restaurants and seeing the beautiful cathedrals and all that sort of stuff. Well, no, no, not this time. This is a completely different type of trip to Granada. This one was about going up to the uh, ski resort, the Valletta Mountain, it's called. And uh, right at the end of the ski season, because it's, it's warming up now. But still, it's so high that, that there is uh, plenty of snow up there. And, uh, well, I haven't been to that resort for probably about 27 years. You're thinking, that? well, that's quite specific, John, 27 years. <laughs> How can you be so sure? Well, the reason I can be so sure is because I know that it was just before our uh, second son, Tommy, came into being. And he's 27 years old. So that's how I get my precision. <laughs> I see parents can be pretty precise about things when it comes down to their children. And uh, so that's, we went skiing. Tommy was not born. And that's the last time we went skiing there. And it was a sort of a lovely ski resort then, but it was not so many uh, lifts and runs, not so many restaurants and not so much accommodation. It's, a, it's a quite a big resort now, but it's cool. Very different to, very different to the sort of Vermont style of ski resort. I mean, it's a heck of a lot higher for a start. Um, but this is a very high mountain. Um, you know, we're probably talking two or three times higher than the, the mountains in Vermont. So, and, and bigger, you know, much wider open plains and uh, very well served and and as you know we're in spain it has a spanish style to it so when you at the best of base station in the sort of the main resort when you're wandering around there you've got bars and music blaring and uh it's all very cool <whistles> come on root <laughs> um in fact in the sort of main square it's really nice. You, you've got this uh, bar area 
with a live DJ, you know, playing as, he's, as if he was playing in a disco, but it's cold, you know, you've got to have your ski stuff on, but they've got all these, um, you know, space heaters, fires, all around the place, and uh, you go and sit down in this area, and uh, he's playing live music, not live music, sorry, live DJs playing music, and uh, they're also friendly, the waiters, they come along, and they're smiling, and, you know, you feel the vibe, and uh, I actually had a gin tonic, which I don't usually do, <laughs> I don't know, I was feeling in the mood, and uh, so we sat there, this is before we'd even gone skiing, so we arrived on Sunday afternoon, and uh, sort of got ourselves, you know, settled in, and uh, went into the village to, uh, you know, check it all out, and uh, yeah, so we had tappers, really good tappers, and uh, hot tappers, because it's cold, you know, hot prawns, patatas bravas, and uh, things like that, and uh, then we thought, okay, well, we're all hungry, we were wandering around, and uh, sure enough, there were loads of restaurants to choose from, um, we chose a fondue restaurant. And it's really good fun. It's like going back in time. We had a cheese fondue and a meat fondue between the four of us. And uh, it's great. You know, really, really sort of, uh, it was like a flashback to me of the old days. I haven't had a fondue for God knows how long. But uh, it was nice. And then the next day, we got ourselves all kitted out. Now, Josh didn't come skiing with us because he's never been skiing before. Um, and he didn't really, he didn't really want to, so, and I don't blame him, you know, if just going for a day, which is all, all we did. In fact, we were going to go for two, but we decided that one was enough. <clears throat> and uh, we rented our boots and, and, and our skis, actually, in, in the morning, and can you believe it, 10 euros to rent your skis and boots for a day. They're perfectly good skis and boots, you're probably going to say, well, they must have been knackered. No. No, I couldn't tell the difference between any other skis and boots I've, I've ever rented. In fact, I would say that these ones were more comfortable. <laughs> That's probably just because technology has improved. And uh, we all got the same. We all got head skis, and uh, I don't know what type of boots they were, but they were good. And up we went. And uh, so the tickets, good boy, Rent. The tickets are, the ski passes are RFID cards. So you don't have to get your thing out and have it scanned by anybody. As you go through the lift system, the RFID readers, just pick it up as you go through. So much simpler. And uh, the bubble car takes you uh, up to the sort of first ski run. So it's a long bubble car. I mean, it goes fast. It goes a long way. We had it all to ourselves. <laughs> just the three of us, Maya, Christina and I. Um, and I didn't have, I mean, all I had on was a sort of, uh, you know, one of those kind of uh, sort of armor, you know what I mean? Tops, workout, you know, sports uh, t-shirts. And over that, I had just had a, a light coat. I had a rucksack on with a, you know, another layer if I got cold. And uh, so we skied the first run. Oh yeah, I have to say that the snow was covered in red. <laughs> that, that same dust that uh, has hit <laughs> much of Europe, uh, yeah, it, it hit the Sierra Nevada ski runs as well. So, extraordinary red snow. <laughs> it was actually quite interesting. But um, 
I didn't bother us. And uh, yeah, so we skied down the first run. Everybody was a little bit sort of uh, stiff and, and, and you know needed to get back into it. And um, so we skied down to a, you know, did the whole run, went down to a chairlift, went right up again, and uh, got up to about 3,000. <clears> you can go to 3,300 meters. We didn't quite go that far because the uh, the lift that takes you up the last couple of hundred meters was actually a T-bar. I haven't seen one of those for years. Um, and it just, I mean, Christina and my didn't quite have the confidence to go up there. So uh, we didn't do it, it didn't matter. But we got to 3,100 meters, which is high enough. And, uh, oh gosh, I'm looking out over a really lovely green scene it's verdant and uh bursting with that kind of chlorophyllic green as we've had so much rain and now the sun's really just kind of bringing it all out it's morning sun so this is not the hot sun it's just a bright light very very nice but uh yeah so um so josh stayed in and he had some work to do in the apartment, we were up on the mountain, and uh, well, it wasn't at all busy. You know, we had the whole mountain pretty much to ourselves. You know, some of the ski runs, we, we were the only people doing it, and these are big, wide ski runs. I have to say, they're not quite easy. I'm not trying to, <laughs> in any way, say I'm a good skier, but they are quite easy, and um, you know, so so it's not daunting. Uh, it, although, I, I think the whole sort of scale of the place did daunt Christina and Maya. Because it's so big, <laughs> they, they kind of got it into their heads that these were really, you know, big slopes. Well, they, the gradient wasn't. They, they were wide in, in places. You know, the runs were like 300 metres wide. Huge. But, um, <laughs> but not, not particularly steep. But anyway, I think the whole thing just slightly overawed them. And uh, so they were skiing very nervously. <laughs> but, you know, it was okay. They enjoyed it. It was lovely. And, uh, you know, it's all so well run. <clears throat> very well run. It's, you know, they, they, they got it right. Perhaps it was because it was uh, the end of the season. It wasn't busy. Um, and it definitely was melting like mad down at the base station. But uh, higher up wasn't melting at all. A little slushy, a little icy on some of the uh, runs because, you know, it kind of warms up during the day and then obviously freezes at night. So, you, you, you know, you do have some ice patches up there at the moment. But not bad. And it took us door to door about two and a half hours. You know, that's that's pretty accessible I'd say you know compared to um, when we were in America it would take us more than three hours I think to get to the nearest ski resort in Mount Snow from you know, where we lived in Westport so yeah a little bit nearer um, and the resort's a lot bigger so you know and everything's a lot cheaper I, I, I think the uh, ski pass was like 35 euros a day. Um, I've forgotten what they are in uh, Vermont. Pro pro probably comparable, actually. But, 
you know, everything else was meals and the equipment hire and everything. Very, very cheap. But, you, you know, you just feel so out up there. And, and because it's, you know, so far south, you don't have to sort of put on layers and layers and, and make sure that you don't get exposed anywhere because it's biting cold. It wasn't biting cold at all. I mean, I did put another layer on when we got to, you know, to, to the really high bits. And, and the wind did kick up a bit. So I did put another layer on. But, you know, it's warm, actually. Which is a different experience. And, uh, you know, one will definitely repeat. And then, you know, we did, we did a few runs. We had some lunch up in the mountains. A nice uh, mountain restaurant. Relaxed. In fact, I did notice there were a whole lot of Spanish uh, guys in uniform. You know, sort of... <laughs> green camouflage <laughs> up in the White Mountains. I think they had the wrong uniform. But uh, anyway, they were doing some sort of training. And, uh, you know, just not, not busy. And really, you know, it's a little sort of, it's a little jewel that uh, you don't expect. You know, you, you think of the south of Spain as sort of burning hot and and sunbathing, <laughs> beach and, and Mediterranean, and yet, you know, to have that is like, wow, that's a gift. And uh, so anyway, so, so, so having finished the, so, the skiing, we all kind of had a little powwow and we said, should we ski again tomorrow? And Maya had had a little fall off, uh, she, as she got off one of the chairlifts, she just kind of bumped bumped her coccyx so that was hurting a little bit and i think she decided that uh, you know she'd had enough skiing so we thought well you know we don't have to ski again um tomorrow you know we just go back in fact we can go back tonight if we want and, and i think it was better for josh because you know and he's a trooper he wasn't complaining at all but <clears throat> a little, little dull for him to have to sit in the apartment all day and uh, so we thought, well, we'll go back. <laughs> and uh, it was no pressure at all. You know, we, okay, we lost a we lost a day's ski pass, but you know, be bearing in mind, wait, wait, Rue, Rue, bearing in mind, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn around here, Rue, and we're going to go back. But bearing in mind that the original date was January, that we should have gone skiing, but we couldn't go then because uh, I had COVID. And Maya had COVID, and I think Christina might have had it, but we never tested her. She didn't feel particularly bad, but anyway, we couldn't go because we had COVID. So uh, this was kind of like a rescheduled vacation. And uh, so we didn't mind sort of surrendering one day's ski pass. And when I, when I went to take the boots and the skis back, because we had actually originally hired them for two days, without question, <laughs> it was only 10 euros a day for the skis and the boots, the guy immediately started calculating what our refund would be and gave me a refund for half of the price. So we'll definitely go back there again. And, uh, yeah, we, 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 then we decided to drive home. We, we gave our skis and boots back and we, we had a little drop in on a famous um, hotel called The Lodge which is expensive and, and everybody says oh you've got to go to the lodge <laughs> because it is the kind of smart place to go 
<laughs> it's where the very rich people stay. We stayed in a uh, Airbnb. It was perfectly good. I think that cost us for for the two nights. I think it cost us 70 euros. So I, I, yes, I suppose we did have to sort of give up forfeit that as well for one night. But yes, so, so what? Um, and we we called in on the lodge just to have a look at it because everybody said you got to see the lodge. It's, it's so cool. And uh, you can ski right, you know, it's a ski on, ski off uh, hotel. And uh, they said that, that, that small-ish hotel. So they said we, you know, it, it's really only for residents. But uh, sure, have a drink at the bar. So we go to the outside terrace. So we go down to the outside terrace, round the outside of the hotel. And who should we bump into? <laughs> but a gentleman that we see here in La Heredia, George. <laughs> Gorgeous George, he's called. That's what the ladies call him. Gorgeous George. <laughs> yeah, he's a fun guy. I think he's a sort of bachelor type, and he's probably in his mid thirties. And I think he's got plenty of money, <laughs> lifestyle of the idle rich, you know. <laughs> nice guy though. And there he was, you know, giving himself a nice sort of ski break, <laughs> standing out on the terrace. Matter of fact, it was too cold in the end because the wind kicked up and. You know, so we thought, oh well, we've seen it, we don't need to have a drink, we'll just go home. And we did. We got in the car two and a half hours later, we were, we were back home. Wonderful. So that was all great. And then, you know, with Maya and Josh this week, we've, well actually we've been eating in, uh, mainly. Um, just nice. Yeah, food out on the terrace. It's been nice enough to eat out on the terrace. And uh, got the barbecue going. You know, had our first barbecue for probably about a month. Um, it was really good. And, uh, well, actually yesterday we uh, we dropped them off in San Pedro as we were being invited out for a nice lunch with a lady called Josephine Rote, who was paying us for a dinner she'd had at our house. So we went to a place which I would recommend called the Asador in uh, Guadalmina, which is good. I mean, it's a proper, you know, posh Spanish um, traditional restaurant. And uh, we only had the small dishes, um, a little bit to my <laughs> disappointment, because I'd heard about the Asador and I was thinking of steak. But, uh, I think the, uh, the other two, Christina and Josephine, were thinking, let's just, because I was parking the car. And when I got there, they were saying, right, well, we're just going to have the, uh, the t- like, the tapas menu. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but it was good. It was very, very good. <clears throat> but I'm definitely going back there one day to have the, <laughs> the full works. Because <laughs> that looks like a place where you're going to get a damn good steak. Um, and, yeah, we've been doing that, just really enjoying the company of the you know the youngsters you know we had a night where we played sequence together really good fun um just so relaxing you know the old-fashioned way of having fun and uh you know they're, they're, they're so positive those two you know it doesn't really matter they're not kind of like well we don't want to be with you guys we just want to get on our own even, even though I, I have been trying to encourage them to go out on their own, watch these caterpillars, Rue. Come on. Um, but they're, no, they're, they're, they're happy with us and happy just doing whatever we want to do. 
you know, it, it's so rewarding when the younger generation is like that. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's 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 been a lovely week, and we haven't had the greatest weather, but it's getting good now. But and Maya goes back tomorrow to England. Josh is staying on, but Maya's going back tomorrow for a few days to do a financial orientation. Um, course with Morgan Stanley, which is something she won a place on in her um, applications for for her uh, year in industry. So she's you know she's going to do it, <clears throat> even though she's probably going to take the Accenture offer. Well, she's already accepted the Accenture offer of a year in, in industry. But uh, Morgan Stanley is uh, like a, just something good to have in your back pocket. You never know if something's going to change or go wrong. So uh, she's going to go back and do that. And I'll tell you all about that next week when we find out how it went. But before Josh and uh, Maya arrived, Christina and I um, went out for a, a really good hike in Ben uh, up a, a path I haven't been on before. Um, it's, it's the same big mountain, Montemayor. Well, big. <laughs> it, it's only about, Montemayor, I think about, um, I think it gets up to about a thousand meters. Um, I could be exaggerating, it might be a little less. <clears throat> but it's in that order. But steep, you know. <laughs> and uh, I found a path that we hadn't been on before. And we, we were all sort of kitted up, you know, we had the sticks and the hiking boots and the rucksacks and everything. Weather wasn't that great. It was kind of in and out, you know. Little bits of uh, light rain and wind and grey, grey sky. But, but, you know, that's all right for hiking. And uh, we set off, you know, s- straight up the mountain. I said, are you on for a tough one? Christina's fits a fiddle. said, yeah, yeah, no problem. <laughs> and really, it doesn't faze her. Um, so we went <clears throat> right up the side of this mountain. We got to, right, well, we didn't go to the actual castle because that, that bit she doesn't like because that last sort of 100 metres is sheer and she's not keen on that. But uh, we went up the rest of it and uh, absolutely beautiful, you know. You're alone in the countryside. You've got the mountain all to yourself. And uh, we, got up to, we got up to the top where there is one fortress. I'm not talking about the ancient castle, I'm talking about obviously some reclusive multi-millionaire's uh, home. And it's, you know, because I don't think many people go up there, but you can see through his electrified wire fence, it says danger electric fence and everything, so he doesn't want anybody coming in. <clears throat> but you can see beautiful gardens he's got, sort of benches and water features and flowers everywhere. And... Uh, God, I mean, this is the way some people live. But lonely up there, it must be. Anyway, that was beautiful her home. And then we walked down uh, into the village. Benahavis on a Sunday is cool. You know, people go up to Benahavis to have their Sunday meals. It's not busy, but but it's so charming. It, it, that is a, I've talked about it before, but it's a really beautiful village. And... Uh, some people we've met recently, Roger and Anki Weston from Sweden, <clears throat> told us about a place called the Anders Bar. Anders, as in, you know, it's like, it's like a Swedish name, Anders. Um, 
and they said a Swedish guy and what he's done is he's got live musicians to come and play and they serve you know, good quality light food so we said well let's go, let's go see, see if we can find that place and we, sure enough we heard the music and uh, it was a very cool um, Spanish guy playing blues and he just effortlessly just strummed his way we were, must have been there for about an hour and a half maybe two um, no, probably not that long <clears throat> but um, effortlessly without a break he didn't even get up to go to the bathroom he just effortlessly sang this you know enchanting blues music it was so good to listen to and you know he had his eyes shut most of the time he was obviously into it <clears throat> and um oh sorry i cleared my throat there. i'm trying not to do that but anyway and, and he this guy's good i mean if you if you'd closed your eyes you would have thought you were in the same room as bb king you know it was that type of blues really good really easy and and and, and really has that mood to it <laughs> makes you feel good so we went in there, we just thought, well, we'll just have a beer. And of course, you know, <laughs> couldn't just have a beer. We said, All right, we'll have a, we'll have a small tap of dish. You know, we had a, like a, a, a mixed cheese plate, which was fantastic. And I had the, uh, some sort of, uh, what was it? It was like a special burger thing. It was really good. Pulled pork burger, I think it was. Nice food. And we had a bottle of wine. <laughs> Talk about pleasant. What a nice way to spend a sort of Sunday afternoon. You go for a you know, tough hike, I and mean, it was tough. <laughs> not, for, not for the sort of, I'm not trying to say the wrong thing, but n not for people who are not terribly fit, you know, to do that hike. You, you've got to be at a certain fitness level, not crazy fit, but uh, you know, some people would not enjoy it. <clears throat> you don't have to do that bit. You can just go and ha have the, uh, the bar experience. <laughs> Fantastic. That's good. And so, uh, yeah, the hiking season, if there is a season for hiking, it's really pretty, pretty much all year round, but uh, we started it again. And I love that. Is that blackbird again? We've come around in a loop. And, uh, yeah, this, this area here is quite a lot of trees. There's another sort of mansion house with enormous gardens and huge retaining wall and uh, he's got quite a lot of trees you know, watch out here at ruins because these are pine trees these are where these nasty caterpillars hang out but of course where there are trees there are birds yeah yeah that's 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 a blackbird i think <sighs> okay now i'm walking towards the uh, coast, I mean, towards the coast, it's like seven kilometers away, but I can see it so clearly. Yeah, it's like everything's taking a rest. All the construction cranes that you can see in the distance, they're all, they're all just resting. <laughs> like huge dinosaurs <laughs> sleeping. And you can hear the uh, Ronda Road beneath me. There's some cars going up to Ronda and some others coming down from Ronda. Very pleasant. Ah, 
So I always think, you know, after I finished a podcast, I think, God, I, I didn't tell them about this, or I didn't tell them about that. <laughs> so, so I'm trying to make sure that I, you know, I, I, I give you a good uh, roundup of what's been going on. So I suppose I should tell you the latest on the uh, the election. No, I'm, I'm not talking about uh, the midterm elections or anything like that. I'm talking about La Heredia community elections. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, if you've been listening to these, you'll know that I've been kind of pushed forward <laughs> and uh, into, into this sort of candidate role for the president position, much to the annoyance of the current president. And, uh, well, I think it's going quite well. I've got another... Well, it's this, what is it, the 2nd of April now, and the meeting is on the 11th, so nine days' time, we'll know. <clears throat> but um, got quite a lot of votes. And uh, so we'll see. I, you know, I don't want to actually predict either way. Ooh, listen to that. Now, what is that? I wonder, if I, can, I wonder if I can just record that whilst we're talking. I'll try. Let's see if we can identify that one whilst we're talking. So I've just recorded it. I selected the, you know, the piece of the recording that that bird was singing, and I've pressed submit <coughs> or analyze, where it submits the recording to the uh, to the database in the in the cloud, and uh, hopefully it'll come back and tell us what it was. So whilst we're waiting for that. Yeah, so on the election side of things, well, we'll know in 10, 11 days' time um, what's going to happen. <laughs> nervous, nervous, because I, you know, if I actually get elected, then I've got a job to do. <laughs> Unpaid. Oh, sorry, we are having technical problems. Please try again in a few minutes. All right, we'll try again now. <clears throat> yeah, I've just submitted again. Yeah, so that that is a very time-consuming feature of uh, how my time is being spent at the moment. You, you know, you might say, well, why does it take so much time, John? It does, because, you know, every single vote, you know, it has to be sort of uh, recorded. I mean, when I say vote, I'm a proxy vote. People give me their... Uh, give me a form, which basically says, you know, I may not come to the meeting, but you can vote for me. So, you know, I, I think there are about 220 votes that could be cast. And usually nothing like that are, you know, usually there's only about sort of 60 votes that are, are ever cast. And uh, so I've got about 90 proxies, so that's quite a lot. Um, but, I, but I don't know. Oh, it's come back. European goldfinch. That's what that was. European goldfinch. Goldfinch. I mean, there's quite a few finches, but uh, first time I've come across the goldfinch. That's nice. Another attractive bird. You know, we just have to see them. You know, if I had my binos and everything. <laughs> but here, yeah, I'm looking at a picture of one. Oh gosh, they are attractive. Red head, gold splash on the wings, and black and brown sort of body. 
Yeah, the European goldfinch, or simply the goldfinch, is a small passerine bird in the finch family that is native to Europe, North Africa, and Western Central Asia. It has been introduced to areas, other areas, including Australia, New Zealand, and Uruguay. Oh, yeah, nice bird. Yeah, passerine. Do you know what passerine means? Well, I didn't. I had to look it up. Passerine <coughs> is um, is a type of bird that has three forward uh, 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 sort of fingers. <laughs> I'm going to say fingers, but but feet. Um, and one backwards-facing one, <clears throat> so that they can, you know, perch on a branch. That's that's basically the essence of uh, passerine birds. And there are others that don't have that. You know, obviously things like ducks and <laughs> other types of birds. But the passerines are uh, are kind of what they have in common with each other is they've all got these three forward-facing um, toes and, and and one backwards-facing one. Yeah, and the backward-facing one has some sort of um, tendon, <clears throat> which uh, which which tightens as as the bird kind of rocks forwards and backwards, so that it can fall asleep without falling off its perch. <laughs> there you go, a little bit of knowledge shared <laughs> on the stats cast for you. Yeah, you can you can impress your friends with that one, passerine. <laughs> If you ask a general knowledge quest, you know, quiz, then uh, there's one. <laughs> Stupid, isn't it? Um, yeah. So, oh, you hear the echo? I'm walking past a wall now. So, yeah, we've got, uh, we've got the election coming up. So that'll be a big one. And then uh, we'll have to have an election cast. <clears throat> Apparently the uh, the AGM is a real kind of uh, you know saloon bar fight. <laughs> if we just get some start shouting, screaming, and uh, getting angry with each other, so God, I'll, I'll go. I'll wear a crash helmet or something, <laughs> just a you know flak jacket and crash helmet. We'll see. Hey, don't be on that. Um. And then today, oh, now, now I saw this doggy last night in the bar. I think, let me see if it's the same one. Hello. Yes, it was you. <clears throat> Very young dog. Yes, I saw you yesterday. <laughs> Noisy. <laughs> Hello. That's the lady that was in the bar last night with that dog. Um... Yes, well, the reason I was in the bar last night was because I'm running clinics. <laughs> 5.30 till 7 o'clock, I'm in the bar, available for people to ask questions to. <clears throat> Nobody comes and asks me questions, but people want to come and sometimes have a drink with me. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I've lost three Fridays I've done that. I just, you know, said, oh, well, I'm in the bar if you if you want to chat, you know, just good. I I think it makes me accessible. The problem with the current president is she is not very accessible. Doesn't like to, you know, be seen or be out. Which, uh, you know, I suppose a poor thing. I don't blame her either because you probably get nothing but complaints. But uh, I'm in for all that if I get in. 
Anyway, let's not talk about that. Um, so for, for today, um, what we're planning is another one of our trips up to the uh, Malaga um, market because Josh and uh, Maya have not been to that yet and I th- thought that would be a nice, or we thought that would be a nice send-off for Maya. <clears throat> it's a sort of a, it's a special experience and uh, the food is unbelievable. So we're going to do that if they still want to. Of course then, oh no, Maya was up actually when I left. I was going to say, of course, they're not up yet, but, you know, Maya was up. I think you woke her up, Runes. <laughs> oh, Runes so happy to have Maya back. Aren't you, Runes? He's like a changed doggy. Yeah. Anyway, so we're getting back into the village now, so I will probably... Well, shall we move into the clothes now, Runes? Yes, I think we will. All right. All right, well, we'll wrap it up now, Runes, won't we? Just enough time to tell you. Um, but to cover, to cover literature, we haven't done lit- literature much recently, have we, Runes? No. Well, what am I reading at the moment? Decline and Fall by Evelyn War. And, uh, you know, I think I have read it before, but it was probably 40 years ago. So reading it again, <laughs> it's a really good book. <laughs> you know, uh, even more. What, what, he lived till he died in about '66, didn't he? And he was born in about 1906 and died in about '66. So he didn't live very long, <clears throat> but obviously he, li- he lived through the war. And uh, so it's that I, li- I like that era. I don't like war. I certainly don't like war, but uh, I like the strength of mind that it bred in the writers of that era and, and, and the approach they took. You know, the First World War guys were all, well, they, they were basically living every day as if it was their last, you know, because this is the horrors of the First World War. And the Second World War guys were, you know, um, well, some of them had both. So even more, obviously, well, he was too young to have fought in the First World War, but... Well, you know, 18. Yes, he would have been too young. But um, anyway, it's not about war. It, it, <laughs> but it's it's about that period, and uh, I'm enjoying it because th- there's one point where uh, it's like tongue in cheek, <laughs> and uh, one of the characters in the book is talking about you know, basically taking the fun out of school teachers and saying school teachers have all got some murky past and they've <laughs> got to sort of become teachers to, you know. Have <laughs> some sort of a career, but anyway, he's talking to this teacher and he's saying, Yeah, well, you know, um, I, I got caught marshaled from the army um, for uh, whatever it was, cowardice or something. And uh, he was a public school guy, and I thought, Interesting. They, they basically said, Well, we left, we left him in a room with a bottle of whiskey and a revolver. <clears throat> we said, do, do, do the right thing, old man save us the dishonour of the court-martial. And he said, so I, I sort of sat in the room and drank the, <laughs> drank the whiskey and didn't shoot myself. <laughs> I thought, you know, this is ridiculous, I shouldn't be shooting myself. <laughs> and then they said, OK, well, we'll have to do a court-martial then. Come on, Rue, 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 don't touch that. Rooney, Rooney, no, come. 
yeah, this get into these uh, caterpillars <laughs> and uh, so they said well you know one of the uh, sort of upper ranks that came to oversee the court martial recognized him from he had been at the same school and he said oh my god oh, it really wouldn't do to shoot an old Herovian <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll sort this out and gave him some posting in Ireland for the rest of the war <laughs> anyway that's, that's the sort of style of book it, it, it's, it, you know it is quite funny <laughs> and it's very well written I think it's even War's most famous book Decline and Fall I haven't finished it yet though so uh, I'll tell you more about that once I finished it. It's not a big book. <laughs> My problem is finding time to do everything. You know, sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? Ooh, and uh, I'm just about to sneeze. Hang on. Yeah, there's one other matter, which is uh, good news. The uh, on, the, on the work side of things, I've um, he, he, the, the company that I was brokering the sale for. Um, you know, it all kind of went off, and uh, I thought, well, you know, it's probably over. No, no, it's back on again. So, uh, you know, there is there is hope. There is hope that I will, you know, starts expo.com. <laughs> My consulting uh, arm might, might, might be back in biz, we hope. Anyway, that's about it for this week's uh, Stats Cast, so... Again, thank you so much for, for listening in. It's a real pleasure and honour to have listeners listening to this. So thank you, and uh, we'll talk again probably next week.